Hello and welcome to The Extra Pieces. I'm Richard from The Rambling Brick. And I'm Jay from Jay's Brick Blog. And this is Season 2 of The Extra Pieces. This is indeed. We got renewed by the powers that be um, and we're back. Absolutely. So please continue to join us as we review new Lego sets, talk about news in the Lego world and explore what it means to be a Lego fan in the 21st century. So uh, it's been a while. What have you been up to, Richard? It has been a little while. It's the last couple of months I seem to have been um, swamped with Lego Star Wars um, and that would be the Republic Gunship 75309, the Ultimate Collector Series UCS Republic Gunship from the Attack of the Clones and Clone Wars television series. As a fan of the original trilogy who just didn't get Attack of the Clones and didn't get the Clone Wars until recently, I was initially felt a little bit despondent when the Nebulon B frigate didn't come up on the ideas poll, but I did come to realise that this just meant that perhaps there was a passing of the bat on to younger fans. One of the things that I find generally disappointing about ships from the prequel trilogy is that they lack lots and lots of greebling, and I think it's a lot of greebling that makes a UCS set special as a UCS set. And all of the ships that have been built in Lego form at a reasonable scale have really been not overly greebled. We've seen um, the Naboo Starfighter, we've seen um, the... Oh dear, that shiny royal yacht thing that Anadala flew to Tatooine in. And um, they've all just been like this very smooth and pretty. And, and the, indeed, the gunship surface on the surface is always depicted as being pretty smooth and um, tidy and just devoid of naked pipes and heat sinks. And you're letting me talk too much. You're on, a, you're, on a, you're on a pretty good roll. Uh, yeah, I think uh, it's probably a sign of the times because you wind back the clock and it's the early 2000s. Filmmakers were, um, you know, experimenting and playing with all these new, you know, CGI tools. Whereas if you look at the original trilogy, a lot of the models and the ships were all, um, you know, they were all kit bashed. Yeah physical um physical props and there was a lot of you know physical models built whereas um you know if you if you, if, you, if you look back at the aesthetic of um you know the phantom menace and attack of the clones lots of cgi in use because they wanted to show that off so that mm. probably translated to it probably translated to that you know smooth design and aesthetic um but I also think it's 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 a size it's a size thing. You know, a Republic gunship is, you know, in you know in the overall stable of Star Wars vehicles of ships, it's it's it's, it's really small because it's it's essentially a troop transport, mm. a flying troop transport. Um, so you you know you kind of lack all that greebling that you have to have for you know a larger capital ship or 
you know, equivalent sized, um, you know, starfighter. Yeah, but I mean, it's about the same size as a Y-Wing or an X-Wing, so... A Y-Wing's that small. Yeah. Hmm. He said, desperately reaching over to Wikipedia to yeah. make sure that... Uh, a quick reference to Wikipedia, in fact, reveals that an X-Wing fighter is around about 12 metres in length, a Y-Wing is 24, and a Republic gunship is somewhere in between at around 17 metres. Now read on. But, um, yeah, I think a lot riding on the gunship, this was the first time that, you know, LEGO have put a UCS um, model essentially in the hands of of the fans to choose mm. and you know it it, it it won by a pretty significant margin and you know i think sitting in on some of the interviews they were quite surprised and i think because of the nature of the lego ideas vote um you could tell that the designers were pretty you know felt that pressure to deliver a, a significant or an outstanding model because there was a lot riding on it. And as you've seen on the internet, in various forums, on Twitter, on YouTube, um, it's a pretty divisive set. It, it was a lot more divisive than I had anticipated, but I think the noise will eventually die down once people actually get the set and see it in person. Mm. Because... It delivers what prequel fans have been wanting—a UCS scale, a, a, a you know, a a very, very big, very, very ambitious UCS scale prequel ship. Mm. So I suppose we should just—if um, you've not seen the model, it is sizable. It is a about close to 70 centimetres long. It has a wingspan of close to 70 centimetres as well. The um, hull of the craft is sort of wedge-shaped. It's got two guns, pivoting guns, at the lower front, and we have a double-bubble cockpit coming up towards the combination rocket launcher and engines why do they have the rocket launchers and the engines essentially built into the same mechanism i actually am finding myself challenged merely at the way that this ship is put together i it should have some jet intakes it's got exhaust on the back and it's got the um jets themselves but there's nowhere for it to sort of ram atmosphere in which is a an odd aspect of it that said we've got two automatic gun turrets um, on either wing which slope downwards and we've got two gun turrets that pop out from a hollow hull the hull has got swing doors that close about half the close about halfway so that there's still slightly open um, hold to to the craft, mm. which is how it's depicted in Attack of the Clones, um, but it's often depicted in the Clone Wars a little bit differently where it doesn't have the 
gunner turrets that swing out and might just have doors that actually close completely. Yeah, because I think with the um the the the, the ones in the cartoon had to close completely because they we saw them in space. So yeah. Whereas the ones in Attack of the Clones were on Geonosis, they were more, I don't know. Uh, I th- I th- look, that's actually consistent. The, the ones that I've seen that have been based on atmosphere, um, that are being used within an atmosphere in Clone Wars often do only close halfway, mm-hmm. um, unless you're dealing with unreasonable weather conditions and the like. So I think it's actually, on the whole, it's certainly, it's a... Um, it's a key ship within the whole Clone Wars period. It is certainly an impressive model. Um, and I believe that the set does the ship justice, but does the ship do a UCS set justice? That's a separate question. Do you like the set? Like simple yes or no question. Do you like the set? I was surprised. Yes. Then I tried to swish it around, and then I've tried to work out whether I can keep it built up. Did you knock? Did you? Did you? Be honest. Did you knock the the wings against the walls or tables multiple times? Because that 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 I think was the like I just kept bashing it into the wall because I just could not um, estimate or get a get get a real sense of just how wide the wingspan is and i just kept bashing against it like going through door going through doorways was a challenge i'm going to confess i have a large living room i didn't attempt to take it outside of that space while i was swishing it around i did find that merely attempting to place it on our buffet which is where i have a few of our other lego sets particularly the bouquet and the bonsai i did keep hitting it on the wall but that was more just because it otherwise wasn't going to fit. If you were going to run around swooshing this ship, you're making a statement. I'm not sure what that statement is, but it's loud and it's brash. Yeah. What about what about you, Jay? Do you like it? I I like it because it's 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 a pretty ambitious model. It mm-hmm. has a ton of display presence. Like you don't realize just how big it is until you see it in person like the box like it's it's one of those classic lego sets where high-res images and official images and box images don't do it justice until you actually see it as a three-dimensional model for you to appreciate how big it is like it 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 hit me just how big the set was going to be i think in bag one or two when you build the base and you go wow this thing is huge what am i building yeah, I, I knew I was in trouble when I got to bag seven and it no longer fitted in my, my folio <laughs> um, photo box. Yep. I knew I knew this was going to happen. <laughs> yeah, but but it's 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 a very like you could tell from the build that this was a very challenging uh, model to build. The you know with the wings and and the different contours and the different lines, it was a very challenging set to build and especially to get it right at that scale and also ensure that it's stable enough to be, you know, to be lifted up or to be carried around. Not an easy job. No, absolutely. And it's, 
It's really heavy. It is about five to six kilos or so of Lego, and about two and a half of that is sort of precariously balanced over the back half of the ship where there is no contact with the ground because of the shape of the back of the craft. And so the entire back half of the ship is essentially supported by a single Technic beam. Mm-hmm. So that, that said, it's it's a very impressive engineering. It's an impressive engineering feat. I, I certainly admire this set and I admire what it stands for. Mm-hmm. Perhaps the, the selection of minifigures um, raised the hackles of a few few people, um, not the least of which because perhaps the nature of the clone trooper that was included, um, who's a clone commander, um, was perhaps handled somewhat flippantly by the design team during the product launch. Um, I think it matches quite nicely with the clone commander that Mace Windu, who's also included in the set, spoke to when he landed on the ground having escaped from the arena at Geonosis. Um, So I can see that the character's relevant to the situation. But uh, what's what's your feeling about about the figures that we've seen included in this particular UCS set, Jay? Uh, I feel feel like the... And I could go. I could go on. Um, I could go on about this for like, for like ages. Um, but I feel like people just don't know what exactly they want or they're asking for. Um, when it comes to minifigures, I will. I will concede that it was you know maybe a bit silly to not have a pilot. Um, you know, just because it makes sense. But you again, you could also make a compelling case that you know this clone commander was just you know part of the 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 troop that was getting dropped off at geonosis you know he definitely fits and you know fits mm. set. it's not it's not completely random um but i don't know the per- personally i'm surprised that it's controversial that the minifigures were not to expectations because when when I think UCS sets, the last thing I think about are minifigures. Mm. It's like I, I I've got the Y wing, and I never give like the Y wing pilot like a second thought. Like yeah, sure, it's a nice thing to have next to the plaque, um, but you know people don't go out and drop a few hundred dollars on a UCS set for minifigures, and I think. Having have having like Mace Windu like a slightly you know a slightly unique and exclusive Mace Windu in a set and a a new clone commander pilot they're they're, they're very niche um you know they're very niche exclusive minifigures it's not like you've completely gated off a extremely desirable character like a you know Phase Two Commander Cody in a UCS set because then you essentially force or gate a very, you know, in-demand character or minifigure behind an expensive set. And the price of that minifigure is going to, you know, balloon and skyrocket on the secondary market. So, I don't know. It's I, f- I feel like for UCS sets, the minifigures should be 
exclusive and unique, but in a you know, in, in a way that only the truest or the hardest of the hardcore Star Wars fans would um would 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 care about. Yeah, look, I think that's I think that's fair. I think it's nice to be able to have something that's unique. I certainly don't think it should necessarily be a highly desirable fan favorite. I mean, we've seen this year we've had a lot of fan favorite characters appearing in relatively inexpensive sets, and as such, I think that's that would be against the current vibe of what the um, Star Wars team are in the process of trying to do. Mace Windu is a little bit different to the one that appeared last year with General Grievous's Starfighter. He, it's just a slightly different facial expression, um, but it's also it's another person of colour on a headprint. Um, the Clone Commander is a little bit different fits in with one that appeared on screen by the time you do some colour correction for um, the overall red tinge that they give you. But unless you were um, passionately collecting every variant of Clone Trooper, I don't think you'd really mind. Mm. Which brings me thinking about the topic of Clone Troopers and Stormtroopers just through watching and re-watching episodes of um, Clone Wars and the Bad Batch, and the more I look at those episodes, the more and more it looks like the um, all of the troopers that have got alternative colour schemes look like they've been coloured in by someone with a felt-tip pen. Um, and I'm really feeling that that if, if you want to, if you want your um, figures to be in those slightly different colours, then perhaps we just we're just expected to start colouring them in. Yeah, I'll just look, put I'm- that out there. I'm not a I'm not a clone trooper like connoisseur. Like I'm not a I, I know that there are, you know, people who collect clone troopers like they collect Iron Man minifigures and mm. you know, there's just so many different variations. So like to me it just doesn't make you know I just I just don't see the big deal. I know like people were pretty upset because as part of the UCS vote they did ask um, for minifigure suggestions as to, you know, what would be included with the gunship. Um, and, you know, my, my, my guess is they just didn't get the answers that, that they wanted or would fit in with the context of the gunship. I don't know. Like, I feel like they, like we got so many very nice concessions like the printed bubble turrets and the printed cockpits like absolutely and that's a great like that's a great um leap forward when it comes to you know printed um windscreens or or you know transparent elements in a in, in a set that you know we've not seen before that's it that bubble windscreen it's the 15th different print that has appeared on that windscreen across different sets over the years. So it's certainly a, an element that they're quite accustomed to printing up. Mm. Um, but the, having particularly the bubbles, having those with the printing printed detail on, I think that's terrific. I wonder if the ideas question regarding minifigures was also, is potentially going to be used to 
guide the selection of minifigures and nature of sets that they may produce going forward next year. Um, you know, there has been this principle of putting popular minifigures in less expensive sets. So I do wonder if, if perhaps we might see a Phase 2 Commander Cody appearing in a set next year. Um, that could be very reasonable to expect that something like that might happen. Um, I don't think Jedi Bob really had a high level of prominence until a few months after the vote had closed, so I don't think Jedi Bob was probably ever really going to be a contender. Nah, Je Jedi, like, you would have to explain who Jedi Bob is and the significance of Jedi Bob, and for, you know, people whose entire existence revolves around lego star wars that's all they do that's all they think about and that's all they look at on instagram and on twitter and on youtube sure jedi bob makes sense because you know who it is but like if you throw a stone into a crowd of lego star wars fans and you know even fans that have entire ucs collections i i, I would wager that you know people would go who what it's it's, it's just such a such a niche it's it's just almost too niche of a minifigure. Like you I, would, ex yeah. I would describe it as just as an in joke, really, because in real life, it was a generic brown-robed Jedi that was included. He didn't even have a face print; it was just a smiley face. Um, you know, just take a Kenobi, take an old Tatooine Kenobi figure, throw away the head, put on a fleshy smiley face, and there you are. You've got your own Jedi, Bob. There you You're go. Welcome. Bob's your uncle. You're welcome. Yeah, but um, yeah, I will. I will have to say it is a it's a very impressive model. If you like very big and very impressive looking display models, you know there's a there's a there's 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 a there's a certain type of Lego fan that you know just loves showing off the biggest models, and you know they will gravitate towards you know huge display models and, and 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 that's fine and i think that you know for people who like displaying their ucs star destroyers or millennium falcons sure ucs gunship will be they'll 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 100 enjoy it it'll look great um it's you know it's commendable what what lego have done um at this scale absolutely uh, you know, have they have they cut corners or have they had to work around a few different challenges? Sure, the 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 doors are a bit floppy and a bit thin, in my opinion. Um, I don't like looking at the anti studs on the inside; it just makes me uncomfortable, and I'm old school like that. Um, See, I describe myself as being old school, and that makes me feel comfortable seeing the anti studs on the inside there because yeah, the... they should be there. Yeah, the I think the the mechanism at the at the back for the the door is a bit lazy. Like just seeing how it um yeah, it's, how a, it, it's held in place by art. Yeah, you know, by it, magic. It, 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 it looks right so it stays in place. If it didn't look right, then it would just fall apart all the time. Yeah. Um, so yeah, is it is it a perfect model? No, absolutely not. There's there's I think, you know, they've like, like, like I said earlier, like they've had to work around a lot of design and structural and engineering challenges when you build at this scale. I will say that 
is it a good UCS model? I don't know. I feel like because when I think of gunship, I think of a gunship full of clones. And I think of clones in bubble turrets. And I just feel that it would have made so much more sense if Lego had scaled this down and turned it into a proper playset that was minifigure scale. In the last few years, we've had UCS A-Wings and minifigure scaled A-Wings. We've had UC- we've had minifigure scale Y-Wings and UCS Y-Wings. I would say we've had a minifigure scale Falcon as a playset as well as a UCS, we've also had Star Destroyers um, as well as a UCS Star Destroyer. I would be willing to wager that we will see a playset gunship appearing in the next two years because if nothing else, the fan vote demonstrated that there is a demand for a gunship. There's certainly a gunship is a set that's designed to come with a truckload of figures and if you've got it the right size with you know you could put four clones two or three jedi and a couple of droids just for the sake of smacking them around a bit i i reckon you know you could then charge 250 for that australian that is which is about what the um light cruiser from the mandalorian is selling for and i think people would be more than happy to to buy that yep but that's a this is what happens when you know um it's a democracy because the people wanted a ucs gunship and lego have given them a ucs gunship Uh, doesn't mean you should always get what you want i suppose my yeah my summary for that is it's a satisfying it's a satisfying set to build. It's impractical for me to store. I'm glad it exists. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I did appreciate the sheer engineering involved in putting the thing together. And there were techniques there that I think you can adapt and use if you're interested in the idea of building ludicrous sized spaceships. I think there's a lot in this model for people who might be into, um, building something for ship timber. Um, I, I think it's certainly worthwhile from that point of view. Yeah. I'm just impressed that they, that the wings are just held in place by a single Technic axle. Like it just blows my mind. Yeah. Cause those wings are huge. Those wings are huge. Yes. There's a lot of clever axle work there. And also the whole, top sloping panel is also just held in by one axle as well. All of the negative criticism that we've raised is, I don't think it really matters in the face of what this set represents. Um, You know, it's recognizing that the prequel trilogy is coming of age. It's of an era now where the people who were who grew up with the prequels, who are fans of the prequels, now have a disposable income. Um, And they want to be able to make an investment in their fandom. Oh, speaking of investment, should you invest in the first batch, or as you call it, the bad batch? So, yes. Because of the logo. So, yes, there is a little printing error. 
um, the dark side cloud of the graphic designers for this set and for reasons I'm going to describe it as. The UCS designers are in the habit of making ships for the Rebellion or the Empire and not for the Republic, and so they just put a, an Empire logo rather than a Republic logo um, in association with the Republic gunship. So the first batch of boxes, which will probably be, and also the instructions, which will probably be around, I reckon, probably in the shops through to just be probably a month or two shy of Christmas, have all got this misprint on. I don't believe you should rely on Lego as an investment. I think it's a tragedy if you've been waiting for this set, if you just rush out and you can't get it to buy it because someone's holding on to it because there's a misprint on the box. I don't think... Look, there'll be... I don't think it's worth worrying about that sort of thing if you're into if if you're in the business of spending 650 dollars australian um, on a republic gunship made out of lego bricks i believe that you probably want to build it and you shouldn't be just holding it in your cupboard so that's a no from me jay what about you uh, I'm 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 gonna do it because I like the novelty of it, um, and I think that it it's a sign of the times. I was I was thinking about it today about how how could they have you know done it because I think a lot of fans are incredulous as well that you know how could they have done this? Do they not know anything about Star Wars? Have you heard of this thing called Google? You know, I've heard heard it all, but. I also think that it's potentially a sign of the times because I'm just guessing that the entire development of this set occurred in lockdown where teams were working remotely, designers were working from home and there's less face-to-face, -face, I guess, collaboration. So you're just sending digital files and designs back and forth through the in internet. And in the before times, you would have samples, you would have, you know, you, you, you would inspect, say, a box design sample before it goes into mass production. But I think because of the nature of remote work and... Um, remote collaboration this is probably how it you know slipped past whatever checks and balances that lego might have had i, th I think you're right here because i can't imagine that this would have even flown past the eyes of lucasfilm without people looking at it and saying yep looks fine she'll be right mm. um or maybe someone just sent an old version true you know like maybe people who were reviewing this set were notified that there was a printing error on it before we received it. So um, from that point of view, certainly the group were aware of it. Um, but Entirely not... plausible. Entirely plausible. And we will never know what really happened. No, absolutely not. Hmm. All right. The UCS Republic gunship goes on sale on the 1st of August, 2021. 
be available from lego.com and your local lego store and because i think this is probably the most anticipated set of 2021 so far it's going to sell out instantly and you're probably going to need to go and line up outside a store a few hours before it opens to guarantee that you you know to get one of those on launch day here's hoping that melbourne's out of lockdown by then um we'll make the comment that while we are recording this episode a few episodes a few days ahead of time these cues may already have occurred by the time we actually get this podcast released um if you were in such a queue we'd love to hear about what the experience was like for you um and if you were in a town where you were still under lockdown and unable to to queue then we're sorry that you had that experience let's move on from there so jay what have you been building lately the last that I built was the and and reviewed was the Bro Tours new Asgard. I am halfway through my review of the La Katrina Day of the Dead Brickheads. Two very small but very cool sets. Um, I like I I I loved Bro Tours new Asgard. It's one of those rare self-contained diorama builds and it's just a lot of fun because we don't get many self-contained diorama builds these days between seinfeld friends friends apartments big bang theory just about anything on ideas yeah those are full-sized like you know like tv sitcom type builds and you know there's a there's a certain like design archetype with those whereas this is just a a small corner of you know tor and Korg's bachelor pad which is littered with pizza video games beer bottles I'm, I'm 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 still shocked that they included an actual beer keg in the set i'm sure it is made or lemonade mm. we could debate that and whether or not it's in keeping with brand values but plainly they've decided that it's something they can do yep uh yeah, Bro Tor with his um with his belly hanging over um and spilling out onto his legs as well. Brilliant. We get Korg, um a fan favorite, and yeah, probably the first time that we've had a a minifigure in the set that is also the director of a show. Well, indeed, it is in fact Taiko Waititi's um debut as a minifigure, I believe. Um, just having a look, yes, it's certainly very much a, a keg and it's certainly, um... It's got yellow, it's got trans yellow studs in it. Like, you can't, you know, it's either beer or it's lemonade. And based on the accuracy of the movie, it is not lemonade. The boy's <laughs> not drinking lemonade. <laughs> you don't develop a dad bod through a diet strictly of lemonade and pizza cool set very um very fun not too pricey you know you you don't, you don't have to think about where you're going to display it and it's got good minifigures and you know kind of exact you know kind of all the right ingredients that you want from a superhero set yeah lots of great furnishing details in this apartment to say nothing about wantonly discarded pizza boxes and pizza and and video game controllers mhm i quite like this 
I think it's one that I'll probably look out for. It's not too unreal. I don't know the Australian price. It's $29.99 US, $29.99 Euros. Um, I dare say the Australian price is going to make me weep. 49 I think. Yeah. I don't know that I want to spend for it. So I think at this stage we have to have a talk about what's been happening with Australian Lego prices this year because historically, historically is um, now by historically, 15 years ago, Australian Lego prices were outrageous. Um, but probably in about the last six or seven years or so, the Australian prices have coincided quite well with the prices in Euro and at forty nine ninety nine, it just feels it feels a little more than I'd necessarily want to pay for this set. Yep, but do you I'm, ever pay full price for Lego sets in Australia when you don't really need to? It's well, it's it's almost an like full price Lego in Australia is almost like an ignorance tax. Is that too harsh? I would say that full price Lego in Australia exists in a few in a few shops, but even when you consider Lego.com or indeed the certified stores with their VIP programs, even that comes down to the five percent discount or um, reimbursement after then. Mm. Um, yeah, especially since that you know we have. Not gonna call them budget, but you know, just low-priced everyday type stores like Kmart and Big W, where you know, big box retailers, yeah, big box retailers. Um, yeah, it's it's just really a tax on you know people that don't follow or aren't into Lego that you know perhaps buy one set every year as a present for mm. a birthday party or a eight-year-old nephew's birthday. Now, that said, I've picked a bat, the wrong set to pick on because in real life, this set is, when you convert the price directly, it's probably more a damning indictment of the Australian dollar at the moment. Um, 49.99 Australian converts 31 euro. Oops. So it, it's actually, you know, it's like it's like 1 euro 25 more. Um, yeah. That's like the cost of a stamp. I think I think the I think I think those like the pricing discrepancy is a lot more pronounced at towards the mid range and the higher end side of things because I think with with the higher the higher end two two or three years ago we were paying the same or slightly less than Europe for UCS type sets and by that I also mean expensive ideas sets and the like now we're paying thirty to fifty dollars more on the whole for those larger sets Mm. Um, compared to the European current, the European pricing. I'm not going to look at the American pricing because there are too many other things that come into play there to um, be offered as a reason why the American pricing is so much less than the Australian. There you go. We went off track with that conversation. So Brothor, what's, what's your feeling overall, Jay? Um, Would you recommend that you go out and buy it? Yeah, I think so. It's, it's definitely one of the most memorable parts of, end game and it's you know you get a bro tour you know with his completely shirtless which is rare for minifigures um rare for flesh colored minifigures and it's just a it's just a fun set and i think it's going to be one of the the best-selling sets this year in the superheroes team i am mostly just upset that i don't own a pair of 
pants like the ones Thor is wearing in this picture because otherwise it really would just about be a perfect representation for myself as a sig figure. Mm. It's very, it's very um, big Lebowski-esque. I do appreciate that they've gone back to revisit aspects of the whole Infinity Saga recently with, you know, sets dating back to even Iron Man 1. I think it's great to see this whole Marvelverse being revisited um, at the moment, as well as seeing sets based on new properties like um, Legend of the Ten Rings. Yeah, Marvel's having a great, great year. Yeah, I I still haven't got my hands on Spider-Man versus Venom and Iron Venom because Venom Ham is just a character that I want. It's pretty good. But yeah, been building some Monkey Kid, so expect some reviews there very soon. And yeah, I think I think I think for me, I've been doing a lot more unbuilding and disassembling just mm. to make space for you know all the new goodies. Brickheads, Brickheads Pets was um, was a lot of fun. We had uh, I think you you reviewed it as well. We had hamster. yes, the oh. hamster that was great. Um, and the cat, Tabby Cat, yes, Tabby yes, Cat. Yes, Tabby Cat with the teal scarf because ginger Tabby Cats wear scarves. And um, and the cockatiel. And the cockatiel. That was an interesting inclusion, but seemed to sort of work as much as the budgerigar. So, yeah, wasn't going to begrudge that. I did like the um, choice of colours that, well, it was more... We're doing a cockatiel. This means we've got to use these colours. And I think that the colours that were available in the yellow palette, in the Lego palette rather, worked quite well for the cockatiel. There you go. Did you like Did you like uh, the pets? Because this was your first um, first crack at the pets. What do you think of them? It was my first crack at the pets. It was not my first crack at building brickheads as animals um, because I'd looked at doing this with some of the Fabuland characters a couple of years ago. At Brickvention, I really enjoyed them. That said, I, I did find that it was sort of evoking that little bit of nostalgia for me as I was putting them together. They have meant that the Brickheads line is not a gotta catch them all pop culture fest, but actually has something to offer the Lego line up in its own right. Yeah, lots of fun mm. techniques as well. And yeah, it shakes, shakes things up, shakes yeah. things up because it I mean, just feels different to, you know, any other brickheads? Yeah, I think they were. They brought a lot to brickheads. Brickheads are always interesting sets to look at. You always think, "Meh, brickheads," and then you put them together and realize, "Wow, that's bonkers." No, quite quite enjoyed them. Um, I think I enjoyed the tabby and the hamster, especially, particularly the way they got the shape of the hamster's head and um, ears and little pouchy cheeks. The cockatiel, I could probably take or leave. Hmm. There you go. What about go. What, what about yourself? What if you what if what have you been building? What have I been building? So I've been tackling the second half year Star Wars sets, and I think I can't recall if we've talked about them, but I've certainly published reviews of many of them. So we've had the Jewel on Mandalore seven five three one zero, the armed Marauder um, troop carrier type vehicle from the Mandalorians. The Bad Batch Shuttle, Boba Fett's Starship, the Mandalorian Starfighter, and I'm yet to put together the Imperial Light Cruiser. I've really enjoyed just going back and revisiting both the Mandalorian and Clone Wars and Rebels and the Mandalorian story arcs there. These sets have got 
great selections of minifigures from the smallest jewel on Mandalore with Ahsoka Tano and Darth Maul. The Armed Marauder comes with a few stormtroopers, including a new print, as well as... I really hate it when the names of characters escape me. I'm not... Anyway, got some great figures in. The Bad Batch shuttle is amazing just for containing the entire Bad Batch in the shuttle itself and all being able to sit in the shuttle. Boba Fett Starship coming with a Beskar Mandalorian, so it's not an exclusive, hard-to-find set that's expensive to chase down to get hold of one of that character. Um, and I think he's appeared in three sets this year. The Mandalorian Starship comes with Bo-Katan, a Mandalorian loyalist that looks like an updated version from the Mandalorian Battle Pack back in 2013, as well as Gar Saxon, who's got this great spiky helmet that will probably go nicely um, should there be an armourer released later in the year. It would certainly go well with that. And then the light cruiser comes with every other character that's been significant in this year. We've got Moff Gideon. We've got a Dark Trooper. We need a Dark Trooper battle pack after this, as well as Cara Dune and Fennec Shand and another figure of Grogu and the Mandalorian who are appearing in this one. And they've, um, Grogu also appeared in Trouble in Tatooine in the first set drop of the year, which was a rel another relatively inexpensive drop. Um, the ships are all that I've built so far are all pretty swooshable and all to sort of a smaller scale than perhaps has been the trend in recent years. But they also appear to be in scale with each other, which is also nice, particularly Boba Fett's ship Slave One and the Mandalorian Starship appear to be roughly in scale. They spend a couple of seconds on screen during the final episode of the second season of The Mandalorian, and these models appear to be of a similar scale, and it looks like they may also line up with the scale of the Imperial Shuttle that was released earlier in this year as well, but I haven't had the chance to put them all side by side. Yeah, I've enjoyed all of these builds. They've all been very swooshable. Um, I appreciate the fact that they've been provided by the LEGO Group for review purposes. I've not been a huge fan of the amount of undersides of plates that have been used for um, one side of the tailplane in the Bad Batch, but also the way that the Mandalorian Starship works with the way the wings fold up. You have a lot of exposure of wrong side of studs, um, wrong side of plates, I beg your pardon. But otherwise, I think these models are great and demonstrate what can be done when you don't try and build things at a huge scale. Speaking of scale, I really like the Slave 1. It's it's a compact Slave 1 where it doesn't yeah. feel like they had to compromise on a lot. No, look, it's got two stickers on it that matter and that probably affect how much greebling was needed to be put onto the... probably affected the overall look of it in a way, in a positive way. Um, but I think if you're going to do away with those that particular sticker that goes over the, I'm going to call it the handle of the iron, then you probably need to make the model twice as big to be able to get the same level in. So it's one of those occasions where I'll say this sticker allows us to achieve so much more in a smaller form factor, but it also means that you can put it all in a more affordable package. Uh, yeah. This model is about half the price of the 20th anniversary one from 2019. And it's a great... Um... 
it's a great display piece because it comes with its own stand. You know, oh, it's it, almost, it, it almost feels like a mini UCS set. Like, say you wanted to display a Slave 1 at your office desk or workstation, but you don't have enough space for a full-sized UCS or even the 20th anniversary Slave 1. I feel like it's, you know, it, it does the job really well. Yep, I would agree. It, it looks good on display. The figures with it are quite good. You've got the Boba Fett, who's got slightly updated armour. Um, or no, the figure's slightly updated in as much as he's now wearing sort of a black body stocking, a grey one underneath his armour, and the Mandalorian as well. The There's something that looks kind of hinky about Boba Fett's helmet. It looks, it's sand green, the jetpack sand green, but it does look like the helmet's sort of been given a bit of a polish up and a paint and is now more of a dark green um, on screen and I was I was just a little bit disappointed that that wasn't sort of made to look a little bit more screen like but mm-hmm. you know maybe that's just me there you go all right best one out of the batch so... best one out of the batch they're all so good um nope so look the bad batch shuttle is five five significant figures and a pretty good shuttle Mandalore, Jewel on Mandalore just does all the great storytelling things, having Darth Maul and Ahsoka Tano there for the confrontation in the last couple of episodes of The Clone Wars. But I'll have to admit, so far, my favourite one probably has been the Mandalorian Starship, and I think because I've not had a Mandalorian Starship before. Up until about 12 months ago, I didn't know what a Mandalorian Starship was. And this may or may not be quite as good as Pre Vizsla's Starfighter from 2013, but uh, this one's going to be available. It's got pretty good, pretty similar appearance to the way that the craft appears in the final season of Clone Wars when Bo-Katan goes and seeks Ahsoka's assistance. And it certainly appears to be based on that design doesn't necessarily match up with the side of the wings that is on display in The Mandalorian, um, which I presume is the same set, but I love the fact that this set bridges both of these series. I probably like The Mandalorian Starfighter most of all out of these, but I've not tackled the light cruiser yet. Come back in a fortnight and I'll let you know if I've changed my mind. Excellent. Duly noted. Mm. And what about you, Jay? Do you have are there any of these sets that speak to you that you're going to go out and pick up? Uh, I think yeah, just Slave One and eventually the Bad Batch Shuttle for me. Mm. Um, I like the idea of the light cruiser, and I like having a Moth Gideon minifigure, but it's a big grey spaceship that I don't have space for, so that makes well, it hard. It does, but you've got a big white and dark red spaceship and you can always move that away to make room for the grey one. No, well, we've all got to make compromises in these little decisions in our life and sometimes it's not easy. Awesome. Jay, the Lego Group recently announced a reduction in support for the video theme over the next year or so while they refocus. Is this another nail in the coffin of augmented reality? Is this an example of LEGO trying to push the envelope just a little bit too far in its embrace of new technology? Or is it something else completely? Ooh, it, it happened so quickly um, in, 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 in the span of less than a week. So if you look at the 
the timeline, it started out of the blue. So Big W sudden, suddenly out of nowhere started slashing their, the, the price of the new wave of video sets by 50%, which never happens. For the benefit of our international listeners, Big W is a big box retailer, not dissimilar in its um, pricing policies as to Walmart, although on the whole, these shops aren't quite the same size. Now read on. Thank you, Mr. Jones. Um, Yeah, they started slashing prices by 50%. I was like, what? That's great. 50% is, you know, just makes it, uh, you know, it just puts it in, you know, this is really good value territory. Um, and Amazon followed suit as well. Um, then a couple of days later, I, I, I made an offhand, offhanded joke about, haha, the team is dead. Um, and, you know, made a joke about a llama dying. And then a couple of days later, Promo Bricks um, started reporting that it was soon to be cancelled, that retailers were given the option of you know, cancelling their orders for video. Keep in mind that 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 the US um the US still had not gotten the new video sets just yet. And then in the span of less than a day, Lego came up with an official statement that it was going to be put on hiatus that we would see a bit of video in 2022 followed by a new something or a fresh start in 2023. So it's it's interesting. I've just um, looking over and perhaps perhaps the perhaps the exact wording may be worth paying attention to. Um, as you know, we launched Lego Video in January to connect with children in a completely new way, blending music, digital play, and Lego building in a fun and unique way. The product tested extremely well during development and has received really positive feedback from children and families who have played with it. We've seen a positive response to the launch, but we've also received feedback from people that we could make the play experience across the app, Beat Bix Music and Minifigures even simpler. So we're taking that on board and together with the Universal Music Group, who is a major partner in this product, we're going to pilot some new ideas in 2022 and then release new play experiences in 23 and beyond. Lego Video is still very much available. The current products will continue to be sold in stores and marketed globally, and we're continuing to support this fantastic play experience, including new updates and fun challenges to the app to inspire creative children's creative music video making. There's a bit to unpack there. A lot to unpack. Not 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 surprising. I don't think I don't think the the team has exactly set the world on fire. And unlike previous forays into augmented reality or digital apps where they have traditionally been in-house Lego-led experiences or teams, this one was a partnership and collaboration with Universal Music. So I think the, you know, in the case of Hidden Side, you could go, sure, the team didn't sell very well. We've released two and a half waves and that's it. We're calling it. But I think, you know, for something like video with a with a with a very high profile partner involved, a lot of money and a lot of time and resource has been sunk into it and will be sunk into it even more to fix it. So 
I feel that the, the, the stakes are the stakes are different right now and I think it's a good call because it clearly wasn't working the app was just broken and just not fun or pleasant to use and their their big gamble that you know people would love making music videos with minifigures just didn't pan out mm. I I think there are a few a few problems particularly just with the first premise of it I, th- I think making music videos with minifigures is fun I think it's a great idea and I think it's something that could be done fairly easily I think incorporating augmented reality into it while it's pushing the envelope of what technology can do, it is pushing the envelope of what technology can do. And unfortunately, not everyone has got a latest generation. It's only this latest generation of phones um, that have really incorporated hardware that's optimised for running augmented reality software. And if you don't have something that's operating on this level, then I don't think trying to run augmented reality per se is is good. I, but I think I think there are more fundamental problems with the way that video was released. And with the first wave of video, there was nothing to build. Mm, apart from a you, few you, beatboxes. Well, beatboxes, they weren't building experiences. That was, let's put a couple of, you could decorate the back of the beatbox if you wanted and you arrange things to scan them. But I I perhaps need to go back and see if they've updated the app and made it less painful to use. Mm-hmm. Um, but I found that the app was not intuitive to navigate for me. There were a lot of people that thought it was great the way that you were able to catalogue your minifigures on it and that perhaps that might be a good part of the app that to take in other directions. Um, I'll have to admit, I really like the figures. The figures are just totally bonkers. Mm, great and... accessories. Printing was on point. Got some really weird animal anthropomorphic characters. Lots of fun. Absolutely. And, and all of a sudden it didn't matter that they've cut the size of the collectible minifigure sets in half well not in half but you know gone from by by 30 percent from 18 to 12 figures because we've got another 24 very creative figures that have been released during the course of the year or at least we will once wave two hits our shores and they're just they're just crazy they're just so colorful so creative um you know, we've got all these animals. It's got me flashing back to um, I'm trying to work out if this is post-apocalyptic Chima or if this is um, just just a, another sort of Neo-Fabuland kind of a concept. I, I love the um, overall figure experience, the play experience with the initial release. I, th- I think not having proper stages at that stage was perhaps... Perhaps not in keeping with the way that Lego should do it. Hmm. How how do you read that that statement, Jay? Um, people say we could make the play experience simpler. I, I I think it's just too early to to speculate there. 
I I do understand that there's been like look I think you know like like I've had about when did when did video release in March Fe- February March yeah February March it was announced in January and yeah so they they would have known really early on that people were just hating on the app like if you go back and you look at app reviews and just yeah just general reaction like people mm. have been you know the app has been broken since day one and they've not fixed it at all so i feel like they've had enough time to deliberate over whether it was working or not and they've just made a call like this is not working we have to go back to the drawing board and get it right app issues and performance issues aside it's a hard experience to convey without the internet and without you know watching videos of how to get it done and i don't think that that's a very intuitive play experience especially for Mm. kids something should work instantly out of the box with very minimal walkthroughs or 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 guidance and it should be you know it should feel like ah you know this just makes sense i'm gonna do a b and c how would you make a video experience. Let's just pretend we're losing the app. I don't know if we're going to lose the app as it is, but I dare say that what we get in 2023 is going to be dramatically different. Perhaps it'll be absolutely the same, but we'll have all upgraded our phones so it'll work. <laughs> but if you if you were um, looking at engaging, how would you make this work? Okay, you're launching a you're launching a new wave of. Um, video next 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 month jay how are you going to um try and produce a positive play experience for the kids the challenge with video that was there we there were too many things that that you needed to do you had to you know assemble your band customize your band pick a song direct a video there's there's just too many things involved and i think that you should you know i think if 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 they're thinking about simplifying it just distill it down to simple things that kids would enjoy doing and kids love taking videos or photos of themselves or their surroundings and you know maybe use the augmented reality app so that kids can see themselves interacting with a life-size minifigure next to them you know that's Mm. that's all there is like you know the the AR tech is 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 pretty good when it works, and I think you know kids having to I don't know interact with a virtual giant minifigure that they can only see through the lens of their phone. That is that that that's a bit more fun. I think I think the I think I think going ahead to like creating music videos is a step too far for an app that's targeted at kids you know because Mm. i think it it the the assumption that kids want to make music videos is untested i don't think a lot of like kids don't even watch music videos like i mean do they so as a parent of 20 year olds i have no idea what my kids watch because it's all there on your phone on youtube and you can't see what every time you go over to watch and i'm casting my mind back over the previous 15 years yep just covered up swapped over they listen to music that's that that for sure but i, I, don't I know, think I, music 
music videos still happen and they still watch them, but I, I don't know that my kids as 10-year-olds would have gone and made music videos. If, if I were given the job of picking up the pieces tomorrow, I'd scan the box for what's in it and I'd present you with an album of related material, so more like a curated, more like a curated Spotify with the catalogue that opened up according to the sets that you owned, and then stages need to be out day one. Perhaps you need to have little puppet sticks like you've had with the Ninjago or the various Lego Movie Maker sets over the years, and then you can just jump them up and down, and then the tiles can also just exist as buttons for to use in post-production of your video for putting various effects over the top of the screen um, and then just upload it directly to Lego Life. I'd almost remove augmented reality from the equation mm. beyond, beyond just adding some, adding some after effects. Yeah, just simplify it, yeah. But again, like 2023 is two years away, like who knows what how technology will change. I think it's a bit, it's, 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 it's a bit hard, but yeah, not, not, not having like the building experience be part of the first wave was, was, was a big miss in my mm. opinion. And the, the, the high price as well probably didn't help because it was a mm. like you had to spend, you know, quite a bit to, to, get the video experience and for such a yeah, novel yeah. and untested concept the best thing you do is just give it away for free or you know mm. close close to free like it it would have been great if there was a almost like a beatbox light so it didn't come with the beatbox just came with the stage perhaps if the you know the figures came with a, something resembling a stage and that that would have been great. I, I think just having it as a music, tailoring music to go with your Lego building experience, I think that, that works for me. It then means that if you don't want to listen to the music, you don't have to. You can still enjoy the Lego. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think this this app was... To be honest, I was always exhausted just waiting for it to load. Just going to start it up now, and it said I just need to download another 70 megabytes of stuff. Yep, there you I'm go. exhausted. I've lost interest. It's not a great you know, first experience, and unfortunately, first impressions matter. I reckon in 2023, we won't see Lego Video or Video 2. I think we'll see Lego Tunes, spelt T-U-N-E-Z. I've no idea yeah. if it'll involve augmented reality. Augment Legos have maintained some form of augmented reality experience since about 2010 from the Life with George app, where you had the job of building a mosaic sort of model on a cardboard tile, taking a photo of it and it would give you marks and 
prizes for where you went. And my kids even talk nostalgically about that today. Then moving through to Ultra Agents and then AR Playgrounds, which became Ninjago AR Playgrounds. And we also had AR catalogs happening, as I remember having an elves airship start flying around the house, which was terribly amusing, but it confused the dog. I mean, um, that, that was the, uh, that's, 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 that's the, you just described the 3D catalog. Yeah. Well, that, that was the 3D catalog. The 3D catalog was another AR experience. Um, there was AR playgrounds for Ninjago. Hidden side, I think, was fantastic sets. Conceptually, I think the game was interesting, but it was just too hard for a middle-aged man to play well. And I kept wanting to use the part, the, again, great figures, great sets, The set design was fantastic, but I wanted to go and build something else and the game was sort of crippled once you went to pull it apart. I I thought the video was a noble idea and I can imagine that there'd be kids out there who probably love the idea, but um, probably not as many as UMG had hoped. No, no, and I think that's that's why they've, um, you know, gone back to the drawing board because... It just wasn't selling well, and it just didn't didn't land at all. However, we did get the one by five plate introduced. Mm, maybe that cursed and jinxed the entire thing, because once you break, you know, fundamental laws of the Lego universe by introducing a new one by five plate, you know, this mm. there are consequences. So it will be interesting to see how how this all comes together over the next couple of years it'll be interesting to see if the app gets worked on at all over the course of the year any further so that it actually offers a smoother experience but will it then just sort of be like a cult application loved by five or six people and the other 25 million just use it for you interesting minifigure photography i did love the alien dj he was cool yeah look they should just like just delete the entire app of the face of the earth because it's just not doing the video brand or team any good until they fix it until they fix it but i think this is a you know i think this is again like a cautionary tale for lego that you know, getting and, 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 and bridging the physical and digital divide is not as, you know, it's it's not easy. It's a thorn in their sides and, you know, they just need to go and just keep trying until they get it right. Which I think brings us to the other physical digital play experience that LEGO are working on and we've got some new sets coming out. We can talk about Super Mario next time because that's really interesting. Anyway, Jay, we've had some interesting things to talk about there today. Um, It's great to see the August sets, which have been teasing us for so long, but also at the same time, we haven't talked about the fact that the USA getting all of those sets that we got back in June next week. So good for them. Welcome to two months ago. So, Jay, it's been great catching up um, and talking about the new Star Wars sets and also the demise of video. And I was just finally getting to the end of my backlog where I was going to be able to review it. 
Um, there's a few other things that are out and about, and I suspect there's going to be lots of other news coming up over the next couple of weeks that we can talk about. Um, do you have any building projects coming up? Uh, I've got a, got a few. I want to keep keep cracking. Um keep at my create get back to creator tree in one i've got a few new friend sets that i'm yet to build and photograph as well so yeah plenty to do plenty to do just not enough time but plenty to do well thank you all for coming back and joining us again in for our new season of extra pieces i'd like to thank my daughter tash for coming up with our great new artwork um it gives thanks us tash if there's anything you'd like us to talk about or if you'd like to respond to any of the things that we've spoken about today, then you can reach us on at Extra Pieces Pod on Instagram or Twitter, or send us an email to extrapiecespod at gmail.com. We will be back in a couple of weeks with another episode, looking at some more Lego fan news and reviews. And in the meantime... This has been The Extra Pieces. You have been listening to Extra Pieces, a collaboration between Jay's Brick Blog and The Rambling Brick. Your hosts are Jay Ong and Richard Jones, written and produced by Jay Ong and Richard Jones. Extra Pieces can be found through your favourite podcasting platforms. Please like and subscribe, and if you like what you hear, please give us a solid five-star review. It will make it easier for other people to find us and to share the joy.